It's the Tennessee Star Report with Michael Patrick Leahy. Call and be heard. 615-737-9522 or 1-800-688-9522. 800-688-WLAC. Now, here's Michael Patrick Leahy. And good morning, Nashville. It is 6.06 a.m. We are broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a great program for you today. It's Friday. It's Friday. So the weekend is about to begin. I see Scooter smiling at the prospect of a weekend. Mm, yeah. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. 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 I think, you know what? I was. It was a short week for me because I was yeah. out sick the first part of it. But uh, And 4th of July weekend. Not a good time to get sick. Yeah. Coincidentally, but uh, the fact that it is Friday is just like extra special. It's extra special. Absolutely. And by the way, just a week from today, I'm going to be doing some traveling. I will be in the do the program here, but I'm going to sprint from uh, the program. Well, well, I, I don't sprint. think I've ever seen you sprint before. You haven't seen me sprint. Uh-uh. Yeah, I used to be able to sprint. Now I can walk very rapidly, <laughs> uh, but I will uh, move quickly from the program here next week. I'm going up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I wonder why I'm going up there. Could it be we're going to launch another state? Yes, it could be. I'm, you know, well, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> the Wisconsin Daily Star will launch probably in August sometime. It'll be our ninth title, and so I'm meeting with some some reporters up there. That should be a lot of fun. Um, this program today, we have a really good program. So stick around. At 6.15, Congressman Chuck Fleischman will join us. He'll talk about all the Ill- illegal activities, in my words, not his, of the Biden administration to put uh, migrants, uh, illegal immigrants who've crossed into the United States. They they ship them up in the middle of the night to the center up uh, in the Chattanooga area. And it's been you know, Governor Lee said, don't send him, but they sent him, and uh, Governor Lee did nothing. <laughs> Anyways, but, but Fleischman will talk about, Congressman Fleischman will talk about uh, the status of that. It's very quite disturbing, and uh, he'll give us the latest on that. Then at 6.30, the original all-star panelist, Crom Carmichael, will be with us. And at um, 7.30, because it's Friday, Dr. K's game day picks Brought to you by Action 24-7 on the web at action247.com. Well, we were talking about these lawsuits against uh, big tech and Facebook and Google and Twitter. And, you know, the uh, the the law in Florida w- was uh, temporarily enjoined by a left-wing liberal judge last week. But then on Wednesday, the former President Donald Trump announced a, a series of laws, uh, class action lawsuits. Uh, against Google and uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, for denying his First Amendment rights. Now it's interesting. Uh, I'm going to elaborate. There's a, a it. I, you know, we've been working to see uh, the details of the lawsuit and the argument uh, because we were there. Of course, our own Laura Baggert was there at the Trump National Bedminster Golf Club on Wednesday and covered it. We filed a uh, our very first Star News Network wire service story. Uh, with great photographs by our photographer there. Uh, A.J., the the photographer, was there, and we brought him in from, flew him in, t- took him in from Ohio to, to cover those reports. But we had a lot of news outlets that actually took that report, and we're going to increasingly provide wire service uh, reports uh, of news that you can't get elsewhere from states and localities. And, of course, anything about 
President Trump, former President Trump, which is twisted by the left. Anyways, it's interesting to see, well, what are the exact arguments? Now, according to the Trump, uh, the lawsuits are intended to, this is from Yahoo News, by the way, stop uh, Facebook, Google, and Twitter from censoring speech and from removing user accounts. There are three lawsuits, and they claim that uh, these tech giants violated the First Amendment's free speech protections. Um, And here's a quote from uh, the former president, quote, we're asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people. Now, uh, the the argument is quite interesting. Uh, during Wednesday's press conference, John Cole, who's a, law, a lawyer for President Trump and the prospective classes, said the social media defendants qualify as government actors, obligating them to provide free speech protections. Quote, the real bottom line is Congress cannot delegate what it can't do itself. And that's what they've done, Cole said, of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. That's the controversial law that basically uh, allows these social media giants to have uh, protection against uh, legal liability. Now, that's the argument that I've made many a time. Uh, The mainstream media is calling this, you know, unusual, highly unlikely to succeed. I don't share that view, but we'll see how that all plays out over time. Hey, up next, Congressman Chuck Fleischman joins us. He's going to talk about the migrant centers in Chattanooga. What's going on with that? This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy. Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. 6.18 a.m. We are joined now on our newsmaker line by Congressman Chuck Fleischman, who represents the 3rd Congressional District of Tennessee. Welcome, Congressman Fleischman. Michael, welcome. And uh, I am joining you from the greatest mid-sized city in America, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, always glad to speak with you and our Great friends in our outstanding state capital in Nashville, sir. I like that phrase, the greatest mid-sized city in the country. I, uh, You know, Chattanooga is a delightful place. And uh, go down there, you know, a couple times a year. Really enjoy it. Very beautiful. And uh, uh, I, 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 I'm glad to see you're so proud of the city you, you represent. Well, thank you so much. Actually, I'm so proud of the state I represent, Michael. Uh, as you know, I'm a graduate of the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. I love Knoxville. I love Nashville. I love Memphis. But really, when I speak with world leaders and national leaders, Tennessee leads in so many categories because we just get it right. We're about small government, no state income tax, a right-to-work state. We get it done right in Tennessee. So makes my job a lot easier when I'm articulating my conservative message in Washington. Well, you know, you are about to take over my role as the official, unofficial ambassador to promote the state of Tennessee because I do that on my program. I get people, you know, that are calling in from New York City, and and uh, I tell them at the end of, the, uh, of our interviews, uh, hey, you know, we have no state income tax in Tennessee. When are you moving? <laughs> and a lot of them are tempted by it. There you go. It's absolutely we're one of nine states that don't have a state income tax, but we've also made sure that we didn't let these other taxes kind of creep in like some other jurisdictions did. And 
Uh, I have fought against taxation uh, really before my time in Congress. Uh, and if you remember years back, uh, we fought very hard to make sure that Tennessee never had a state income tax. Oh, yes. Great constitution. But yes, sir. Now, let me ask you about a problem that you've been on top of, and it's quite bothersome. And that's this uh, this Chattanooga Migration Center child abuse scandal. Uh, fill us in on what the Biden administration has done sort of behind our backs and, and against the d- specific instructions of Governor Lee. Well, Michael, as as you know, my role as the ranking member, the highest Republican on the Homeland Security Subcommittee of Appropriations, puts me right in the thick of this. I worked hand in hand with former President Trump on this issue, and we had great success with the buffer policies. We had we had uh, record low numbers of people coming across. We were apprehending them. We were building the wall. When President Biden and his administration took over from day one, they took us in the wrong direction. They incentivized illegal immigration and migration to this country. And each and every time they've had a chance to deal with it, they've made the wrong decision. They're wrong. They're oblivious to this. But this migrant situation in May, as a relevant member of Congress on the relevant committees, I found out about this on the news. I saw it on the news as did my good friend Bill Haggerty and my good friend Senator Blackburn, our two great senators. And really, it was shocking. So what did we say? This is going to cause more problems. And just a few weeks ago, it did. Uh, The state has shut down this migrant facility. This should have never happened to begin with. When it did happen, I said there would be problems. And it's just a multitude of problems now. It's a humanitarian crisis. It's a cost to the American taxpayer. And it's a cost to the people of Tennessee. So Bill, Bill Lee is right on this. Marsha Blackburn's right on this. Haggerty's right on this. I'm right on this. And Biden, again, is wrong on this. Let me ask you a big question here. Just uh, you're ready for a little bit of a of a curveball? Here it comes. You got it. I, I'm a baseball player. As you know, I'm, I'm Tennessee's baseball player on the congressional baseball. Are you really? Did you play uh, baseball in high school and college? I played some in high school. I didn't play in college because I wanted to get through in three years. But <laughs> I never knew when I went to Congress the day of the baseball team. I went out and I tried out, and I played in the 100th game uh, about a decade ago. And uh, I have a great picture of that that kind of went viral. Uh, but uh, I still play, and Darrell Evans is my batting coach. No, there you go. Coach, but yes, sir. So I'm ready for a curveball. Okay, here's the curveball. He's ready, ready for the big. So here's how I look at it, and and I'm going to ask you a big question, and and see what your response is. So I look at our immigration laws, and I look at the, the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, and it looks to me like he is actually not only is he not enforcing those laws, he's doing the exact opposite of those laws. He's violating, in my view, his oath of office. Now, he's been confirmed by the Senate. Um, To me, uh, I think he has committed, by violating our immigration laws, I think he has committed impeachable offenses. Do you agree with me? And if you agree with me, would you uh, propose articles of impeachment against uh, Alejandro Mayorkas? The problem really lies with Joe Biden and the Biden administration. All of the other secretaries take their orders from the top, and I don't know where the top is taking their orders or direction. Uh, I've said this from the inception. 
that the Biden administration from the top, including Joe Biden, is rudderless and confused. On immigration policy, he's not rudderless and confused. He's horrifically wrong and he's hurting this country. But let me point to a an example that proves what you said correct. We passed an appropriation bill, which the House, the Senate, and the President of the United States, former President Trump, signed into law for fiscal 2021, which basically says roughly $2 billion will be used to construct a border wall. President Biden refused to obey the laws that were on the books to build this this year. He wanted to stop it. So um, I, I want to be, be very clear about this. Um, it, it, it's one of those things that he is so far afield of what the American people want and has created such a havoc on the border. Uh, and this is going to be a crisis that is going to be felt by the American people uh, for decades to come. It's a series of crises. So whether or not it's impeachable or not, or wrong, uh, it's just plain and simple wrong. Uh, they're never going to really impeach him with, with Nancy Pelosi and the way the Senate is. Uh, I stood strong against both fictitious uh, attempts to impeach President Trump, which were ridiculous and wrong. Uh, I just want to fix this policy because it's really hurting America. If the uh, <clears throat> Republicans take over the House of Representatives in January 2023 and Mayorkas continues to violate immigration law and apparently uh, you're pointing at the top, which is uh, very reasonable, and Biden would continue with that, would that, that continued violation of the law by both Mayorkas and Biden, would that be an impeachable offense in the next session? I think we would have to look at the specific <clears throat> conduct and or lack of conduct apply the laws to the facts. Um, one of the horrible things, and I felt so bad for our great former president, Donald Trump, when he was impeached the first time and the second time was an out-and-out farce that they tried to impeach him again. Uh, the tool of impeachment was put there for our founding fathers to deal, I think, with a completely different set of circumstances. I'm afraid now that both, uh, from regardless of party, uh, we're going to start seeing the use of the impeachment vehicle uh, much more frequently. I don't know if that is good for the republic or not, based on, on, on where things went. But clearly, the Pelosi-led House degraded itself when it, tried to, when it impeached President Trump twice. Uh, I want to be very careful with that. So we'll wait and see. I'm going to focus on doing my job and trying to make Mayorkas, Biden, and the American people realize the abject failure of the Biden administration in this key immigration situation. It is crises after crises. It's costing us money. It's costing us national security, and it's got to be addressed. Congressman Chuck Fleischman from the 3rd Congressional District in Tennessee, thanks so much for joining us today, and please come back again. Michael, keep selling the great state of Tennessee. We've got a great product great people and the best place in America to live. Thank uh, you. We are in total agreement. Thank you, Congressman Chuck Fleischman. When we come back, the original all-star panelist, Crom Carmichael, will join us. This is the Tennessee Star Report. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.
Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. 6.32 a.m. Broadcasting live from our studios on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. It's Friday, July the 9th, 2021. We are joined in studio now by the original all-star panelist, Crom Carmichael. Good morning, Crom. Good morning, Michael. Well, lots going on today. You know, it... The, the news is filled with, what can we say, irony? Is that the right word? That's, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. And uh, uh, Michael Avenatti uh, was sentenced to two and a half years in prison yesterday. Right. Because he was trying to extort $25 million from Nike. Right. Uh, basically threatening them with bad publicity unless they paid him $25 bucks. Yeah. That's a little bit more complicated than that. But apparently he was sobbing in court, crying, crying tears, 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 just dribbling down his left-wing liberal face. Now, uh, was he he apologizing? I I didn't hear any apologies. I I didn't know if he was admitting that he did wrong, uh, and or was he just blubbering? I just saw the blubbering. Okay, Uh, all I saw was uh, now. What's interesting about this guy? You go back to some media clips. A couple years ago, Crom. Yeah. Uh, Bill Maher. You sent me one on Bill Maher. Yeah. Which basically, you know, he lionized the guy. Oh, yes. All, all the people, all the people in the media from, I mean, Brian, Brian Williams, mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, just a disgraced, discredited liar. Mm-hmm. But he's back on the air because mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't matter. I don't know what... Uh, what Jeffrey Tubin, what he had to say at the time, I'm sure if he had anything to say, he lionized him because the people at CNN just just got down on their knees and just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, prost- prostrated themselves before Avenatti on how gr- how great he was. How great he was. How great he was. John, our friend John Meacham. John Meacham. John Meacham actually referred to him as the savior of the republic. The the One of the preeminent yeah. historians yeah. or biographers of... Of, uh, of, the left, of the left, of the he's, left, he's preeminent of the left. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, he, he's he, no longer, he's no longer a great historian because, because his own words, his own words. He also said, uh, he also said in a in an interview that the uh, Constitution is there to uh, protect us from demagogues, but yet he supports Joe Biden. I think he was a speechwriter for Joe Biden. Well, he was a secret speechwriter, uh, and then he wrote about it. He he, uh, extolling, he secretly extolling how great the speech was. Yeah, he secretly wrote the speech. Okay, he, he may or may not have gotten paid for it. Okay, but he did get paid for his commentary about on, the speech on how great the speech was uh, on MSNBC without acknowledging he that he wrote. Failed it. to disclose it. Yeah, well, um, and here's here's the problem with all this, and that is that you have Hunter Biden now, mm-hmm. who who I think you you mentioned to me as I walked in the door and we talked about it, that this is a person who knows how to both uh, uh, take in um, into his body stuff through a straw and blow stuff out through a straw. Now, that's interesting because he has experience with straws in his nose. Yes. he Apparently, he's using a straw again. Yes. But for a different purpose. Tell he's, us about what, the, he's, how, what he's doing. He's doing paintings by blowing paint through a straw, through his nose. Is it through his nose or through his mouth? Well, how? I think we don't through, know. I think it's through his nose, but let's just say that's where his experience let's say, lies. Let's just say it's through his head. Okay, of, you know, one of the one of the one of the, one of the, one of the, or, one of the openings in his head. <laughs> yeah. 
And he's selling the paintings for $500,000. And it takes him, well, how long? I don't know, a few hours. A couple hours? Yeah. And and, uh, and they and, look like a kindergartner's Well, they look art. like they looked like the COVID-19 virus. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I saw somebody compare it to that on TV. Uh, and uh, I think uh, the, the gentleman uh, from Canada, um, Mark Stein. Oh, Mark, Mark Stein. Mark Stein was yeah. referring to it. Said, "Let's let's show the picture of the COVID virus. <laughs> let's show the picture of the picture that Biden uh, makes by blowing paint." But but the, but it's really a very serious matter because when when Hillary was 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 the presumptive nominee for the Democrat Party, mm. uh, she raised money in her foundation and raised hundreds of millions of dollars. And these are people who wanted access to the president. Well, if you want access to the president. Now you just buy a Hunter Biden portrait yeah. or painting. Now, or you could do like uh, former FBI director Louis Free did, who gave like a hundred thousand dollars to a foundation to support the education of Biden's grandchildren. You saw that, right? I did not. Well, yeah, I'm just telling you. Louis Free did that. He did that. Okay, now and so, <laughs> so yeah, that is. Uh, you know, I, I you're almost stunned. Aren't well, you? I am stunned. The brazenness because, because of I it. actually thought Louis Free was 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 a pretty straight up guy, and now now think he's just think again. Now he's just oh, it's just terrible. But 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 <laughs> so what I'm saying is is that is that this gets back to the French Revolution when you have two different two different systems of government and two distant systems of applying the law. Yeah, uh, that's because, where we are right. That's now. where we are right now. So, so will the Democrat members of Congress, will their children start doing finger painting? And and I'm being very serious here. Will it be legal for their children to sell their finger painting for fifty thousand dollars a piece right before the lobbyist wants to come in and get a bill passed? Uh, will that be have, is that is that legal? Because there is no difference. The Biden administration says, well, they won't know who paid the five hundred thousand dollars. That's absolutely. <laughs> Ridiculous! It's a joke. That is that is that is you know that's that is more insulting than Biden claiming he hit a baseball three hundred and sixty eight feet. The, it's just as big a lie. Yeah, the it ethics is, people in the White House now. There are no ethics people. I, in the I'm White just saying House. The, the purported ethics people in the White House are twisting like pretzels to figure out exactly this suggestion that you no, just. No, this is the way Democrats think, and yeah. this is what's unfortunate. John Meacham doesn't isn't sad about what he said. John Meacham truly isn't. John Meacham is is the is an intellectual power. There's no question. He has no ethical compass. He has none. But then he's no different than the rest. He really isn't. And this is this is just absolutely uh, just frightening. Well, to, as to where it means. I mean, uh, your guest uh, as I was driving in, Chuck Fleischman. Yeah, I did not remember that uh, that the Congress. Passed and the president signed into law, President Trump, an appropriation for $2 billion. The Supreme Court has ruled to previously. Build the wall. Yes, the, yeah, to build the wall. Thank you. Uh, the Supreme Court has previously ruled that when, that when a bill is passed to spend money, they must spend the money. They can't. Nixon tried to do that line item veto. Oh yeah, he tried to do that, and the Supreme Court slapped said, him down. Said no, you can't do that, and so, so Biden is thumbing his nose at the Constitution. The Democrats are thumbing their nose at the Constitution, and they're thumbing their nose at any pretense of of being ethical. And um, well, well, not at a pretense. This is. I want to come back to the the. I told I told you. Oh no, they pretend to be ethical, right? Because they say, well, we won't know who gave the five hundred thousand dollars. 
you know, and 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 the Clinton said, no, there wasn't any. Putting giving me a hundred million dollars, a sovereign had a, nothing a, a to do with a government influencing giving, government policy. Right, it, it didn't influence <laughs> government policy. I mean, that is so it's so preposterous on its face. But then our news media goes along with it. So if you're a lobbyist right now, and you have a bill. Yeah. That you want to promote or yeah. a policy, even a policy at a regulatory agency, um, whatever it might be. And that's another good point. Go, go to the regulators and say, gosh, can't your child just do a stick figure for me? I'll pay you 20. I'll pay the child twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. They're even in a lower tax bracket than you are. So. <laughs> so, in fact, if you have five children or three children, you know what? I understand you have two dogs. Do a paw print. Do a paw print. Oh, I'll I'll frame it. I'll put it up in my house. I'll pay your dogs ten thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, they don't even pay taxes. There's no ta- dogs don't pay income taxes. <laughs> and, and 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 you know we're laughing about Does this. Does Hunter Biden have a dog? Maybe they give the money to well, Hunter's the, the, dog. Uh, we know that we know that uh, that uh, Biden had a dog that bit people in the White House, <laughs> and uh, and I think that dog no has, longer with us. I think he died. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he and was... uh, maybe he bit the painter, uh, but but. <laughs> But we're 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 reaching a point. We are reaching a point where the greed and avarice uh, of the of the of the Democrat Party, and I'm not saying Republicans are Puritans, but I ha- I can't find an example uh, where the where where Republicans have just essentially sold their souls mm-hmm. uh, like this and done it publicly and been applauded. Just, the whole thing has to be and then been applauded by the media. Well, it, it, I want to go back to this idea of the the lawyers in the White House twisting in pretzel type shape in order to justify right. the the paint the, essentially the bribes right. of uh, of half a million bucks or so that will be going to Hunter Biden and will obviously be for the purpose of influencing uh, of governmental policy. Sure, I mean, see, ob- plain as the nose on. On your face, basically, sure. that this is what the intent is now. Yeah. But to give you a, an it'd idea, be it'd be interesting to find out if the Mexican cartels buy the paint. Oh, of course they will. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Slim, I mean, and they're making. Now he's not a member of the cartels directly. Right. I'm talking about the ones yeah. who are who are doing the coyotes and making making hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, the cartels Trans- are the biggest beneficiaries. Of the Biden administration's yeah. failure to enforce our immigration laws, yeah, so why shouldn't they? Pay so for they want pay- to continue it. Why shouldn't they pay for? So a the logical thing for them to do would be to buy up, you know, for half a million as many of these paintings yeah. uh, that uh, that Hunter Biden has done, and just keep those right. uh, uh, illegal policies of the Biden administration rolling. But just to see how how pretzel like they are and void of morality they are. Crime is to this idea that it would be anonymous is just a joke. It is. I want to give a quick shout out to my friend George, who is heading. He he was. We had dinner last night. He's heading to Idaho in a car. Twenty three hours. He needs to stay awake. Joe George, my friend George needs to stay awake. Be safe on your travels, George, and travel safely to Idaho. Uh, by the way, Crom, we're going to be opening up a new title in Idaho in the next several months. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to call it. Wait for it, the Greater Idaho Star. There's a story about that. All right, I want to hear about it. This is the Tennessee Star Report. He's Crom Carmichael. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.
Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Leahy. 6.50 a.m. Crime, you know, I went to the Nashville Glock store to look at guns, but I couldn't completely decide they've got Glock, Sig, Smith & Wesson, FN, CZ, Walter, Beretta. It's a bit overwhelming. Well, it can be, but did you just walk around or did you just form the employees? Yeah, you got me. I, no, I, I didn't ask them. I'm kind of new at it, so I really don't know what to ask. Well, if you, if you tell them what you want, I mean, if you're if, if for some of the women, some of the guns out there are tiny, and they almost look like toys. But for you, you'd want a bigger gun, and they are experts. They know exactly. They'll know exactly what you need. They'll ask the right questions. Glock Store Nashville. It's an incredible selection of guns. Great salespeople. The shoot two seventy ranges just two miles from the airport at nineteen thirty. Airlane Drive. Did I miss anything, Crom? Well, you missed two things. One is when you buy a gun, be sure to take lessons. They have great instructors. And the other is the phone number, which is 615-682-6565. That's 615-682-6565. Got it, Crom. Well, you know, love going over there. It, I, I really fun. learned. It uh, is fun. It's a it lot is, of fun. Yeah. Now, speaking of fun, we're, we're going to tweak the liberals here at the Star News Network. Uh, because we're growing, as you know, I, I think I told Scooter, uh, I'm going up Friday. Next Friday, I'm flying up to Madison, Wisconsin. We're going to hire a, a statehouse reporter there. We'll be launching the Wisconsin Daily Star probably uh, in August sometime. And uh, we're looking out west, the great west. Arizona's doing very well, the Arizona Sun-Times. Um, we're looking at adding Nevada, Montana, and Idaho. All three? Yeah, over the next uh, probably three to six months. Okay. Uh, for a number of reasons. Now, why Idaho? I'm interested in that one. That's an interesting one. Well, actually, it's not just Idaho. Okay. It's going to be called the Greater Idaho Star. And here's why. There are about 10 counties in western Oregon that want to secede from Oregon because they're just too liberal in Portland. And uh, they're actually making some progress. They've had some referendum that have been passed in those counties to tell the Oregon State Legislature, we want to leave, and tell the Idaho State Legislature, we want to join you. Actually, some in Oregon do want to get rid of those 10 counties, and some in Idaho do want to welcome in. Well, so, I, you know, I've told you that I want those 10 counties to become their own state. Yeah, you do. You I, do. I want them, not, not part of Idaho, yeah. I want them to become their own state. I think the more likely political yes. step is going yes. to be the state will become Greater Idaho. Well, That's then, what the movement's called. And then they can become yeah. the state. Now, <laughs> speaking of, uh, of of this this conflict between the, the national government and state and local governments and individual rights, did you see this? The Secretary of Health and Human Services said yesterday, it is, quote, absolutely the government's, government's business to know if you're vaccinated. They've got this strike force Strike force. Yeah, they're going to go door to door. Yeah, they're Ooh. not. They're, it actually goes further than than what you just said to know whether or not you're vaccinated. Uh, he believes that the government has the right to compel you, to compel you to become vaccinated, even if all of the medical evidence in your case indicates you may be at higher risk. Yeah, if you get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, right to uh, you know uh, choice is no longer. That's not there. You know, they, they always talk about women had the right to choose. Uh, so on that on vaccines, <clears throat> if, if even if even if your doctor, even if your doctor tells you that you have a you have a much greater risk from taking the vaccine than you do from from getting covid, 
uh, you're going to be forced. It looks like that. And this guy, by the way, all he is is a lawyer by training. He's oh, not. He's not a and a left wing lawyer. I don't. I, yeah, he's. Yeah, and, and 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 here's the thing: if the government, if if this if this gives the right to compel you, if this gives the right of the government to the government to compel you to do something. Wouldn't that apply to just about anything? Anything, yeah. yeah. It's a violation of the, of individual liberty and constitutional rights on an extreme scale. The story by Paula Bolliard of PJ Media. She's a managing editor there. I'll just read the first paragraph. Uh, the Biden administration continues its march to be the most Orwellian in American history. Earlier this week, Press Secretary Jen Psaki warned that government agents would be going door to door to convince people to roll up their sleeves to take the still experimental COVID-19 vaccine. To, and yesterday, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra told CNN that it's the government's business to know your vaccine now, status. At, at what point? At what point can somebody sue so that the courts can determine whether or not the government has the right? For whatever reason it chooses, and that's the key point mm-hmm. here, for whatever reason it chooses, it can compel you to do what it wants you to do. Compel you to take an experimental vaccine. Yeah, and it is experimental. And it's experimental. Mm-hmm. I voluntarily took it yep. myself. I did, and I did too because of my age. My age, my medical doctor told me that you have a greater risk from COVID than you do from the vaccine. Exactly. But if you're 15 years old... Uh, it's exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you're in good health otherwise, uh, my neighbors uh, my neighbors uh, nearby, all four of the members of the family uh, came down with COVID and um, uh, they had sniffles. Yeah. And they, they if you've young, come down. Young if, parents and young children. Yeah. Young parents and young children. They all had sniffles and mm-hmm. felt a little bit uh, lethargic for a couple of days. You know, it's interesting now, a, a talk show has become basically a legal advice show because our constitutional rights are being violated left and right, and the recourse people have, other than being at the ballot box, is to file a lawsuit, Right, which is always expensive. And I'm wondering, what I'm saying is, I wonder what has to happen in order for you to, for somebody to have standing. Do you oh, have, um, the famous standing well, question. I, I, and that's a fair question. I, I, mean, you I agree. You don't want people who don't have standing to be able to just file lawsuits willy-nilly. If, if, so what, if a uh, government agent attempted to compel you in some way. Well, so far, Becerra, so far I don't think that they have assigned government agents to go out and actually do it. It's coming, though. I know. I know. That's. Uh, we'll be back after the news. This is the Tennessee Star Report. He's Crom Carmichael. I'm Michael Patrick Leahy.